as we ask that you would repeat after me Proverbs chapter 3, verses number 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and the hearers of his word. We may be seated. We welcome those who are watching us this morning by way of Facebook Live. We, it's good to see those who are here this morning uh, in person. We ask that if you are not already there or have turned to Proverbs, we ask that you would go there uh, this morning as we close out the series that we have been in for some three weeks and adding this week, making the fourth. Uh, we are studying in this series, In God We Trust. We live in a day and time where when you cannot put your trust in anybody or in anything, we need to be able to place our trust in the Lord. It is an amazing thing, I usually say it, uh, when I preach funerals, that when you cannot trace the hands of God, you should be able to trust the hands of God. We live in a day and time where you will not always be able to trace God's hands, but you should be able to trust the hands of the Lord. First three weeks, we looked at verse number uh, five, and we broke that verse down in chapter three and verse uh, number five of Proverbs, and we talked about Solomon, how Solomon was the wisest man to, to ever live on the earth, yet Solomon, uh, though being the wisest man, he yet made many mistakes uh, by being the wisest man that ever Lived. Solomon was taken and drawn away uh, by serving uh, another god because of the different types of women Solomon uh, was interested in and attracted to. And that's why in the Old Testament uh, you find where God teaches the children of Israel uh, that they should not marry outside. Uh, of the Lord's family because it is a dangerous thing to do so because you might be at risk of being drawn away uh, from your God. When you do not serve the same God, it puts you in uh, a bad place and a dangerous situation because one is trying to serve the Lord while the other is trying to do something else. Here he says, Solomon wants us to know that we ought to put all of our trust in the Lord. Remember in the first case we talked about trust in the Lord. We talked about because whenever you feel safe, whenever you feel secured, you can what? You can trust 
Whatever it is you're trying to trust in, whether it be in something or whether it be uh, in someone, if you feel safe and secured with a weapon, you can trust that weapon. If you feel safe and secured in the midst or the company of somebody, you can trust that individual. And remember the other thing we looked at in verse number five. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine what? All your heart. That means to trust him completely, not half-heartedly. Then the other part, and lean not unto thine own uh, understanding. We talked about different examples. When you lean uh, on your own uh, understanding, you can be drawn away from the path of the Lord. We talked about Eve, uh, how she was drawn from her own uh, understanding or lean on her own understanding. Uh, and she was drawn from obeying the Lord. Because of it, they were kicked out of the garden uh, of Eden. So we cannot lean uh, on our own uh, understanding because when we lean on our own uh, understanding, uh, sometimes it'll give us the wrong interpretation. And then he says in verse number six, in all thy ways, in all thy ways, not some, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him. He says in all of your paths and all of your course throughout life's journey he says you need to acknowledge the Lord in other words when you break down the word acknowledge it is to act on what you know about God it is to act on the knowledge of God it is to know and that what you know you ought to act upon it anything that does not deal with God do not act upon it because it will place you not on a safety road, but a dangerous road. And so he says, in all your ways, I gave you the example. If you have a plan to get married, make sure you act on the knowledge that you know about God. If you plan to buy a house, you act on the knowledge. You can never, ever keep God out. Somebody said, but it's minor. I don't care if it's minor. I don't care if it's major. You always want to acknowledge the Lord. We says in one place, he says, trust in the Lord. You can break it down, verse 5 and 6, in two words. Trust and think. Trust God and think about God. In every direction, in every move, you want to bring God into the matter. Never ever make a decision without considering God first. And so he says here, as we draw closer to where we want to be, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall, and he shall direct thy paths. This morning, three quick points, and this lesson is going to be yours. I want you to know, in God we trust, as we use it for a theme. Are you going in the right direction? sub theme on today let's go to point number one watch this here practice the principles and God will produce his promises you have to practice the principles in order for God to produce the promises you have to practice this thing you know if you play any sports you have to what you have to practice you cannot get better unless you what? You practice. Now, you might not like the practice, but the more you practice, the better you will become. Someone said practice makes perfect. 
but practice actually makes progress. Practice will make us better. Practice will cause it to become habitual. Practice will cause us to be more like God. You have to practice forgiveness. You have to practice love. You have to practice kindness. You have to practice temperance. You have to practice self-control. You have to practice humility. You have to practice meekness. You have to practice God. You have to practice faith. You have to practice patience. The more you practice, the better it will be for you. You and I have to practice God. Every day you get up, you have to practice the Lord. You have to keep on practicing God. And the more you display God, the more it will become a habit in your life. Whatever you practice, that's what you are, that's what you are doing. That's what you, that's what you love. What, you don't do what you don't love. Whatever it is that is important to you are top priority that's where you're going to spend your time that's where you're going to give your energies that's what you're going to put your money on that which you love and so he says practice the principles and God will produce his promises there are some who want to stand on the promises of God but remove themselves from the premises of God, yet not practice the principles of God, but cry out for the promises of God. You cannot receive his promises if you don't practice the principles. This thing is conditional. You have to meet God's condition. You have to meet his criteria. You have to qualify. If you practice, he will produce. If you fail to practice, then God is not obligated to give you any promises. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, principle. And he will direct thy path promise if you don't practice the principle don't look for the promise watch this here point number two unpracticed principles will result in dead promises unpracticed principles will result in dead in other words if you fail to practice it'll take you to a dead in street you have to keep on practicing even when you don't want to practice it sometimes i can remember going to track practice and you did not want to run the 200s and the 300s and the 400s and the other things that we had to do you didn't want to do it but if you wanted to get better if you wanted to be prepared you have to run you have to train even when you do not want to as a child of god you don't always want to practice god's principles there are some days uh, you don't want to pick up the Bible and read it. There are some days uh, you don't want to pray to God in prayer. There are some days uh, you don't want to worship God. Uh, but if you want to try to go where God is, uh, you're going to have to make yourself do some things uh, that you don't even desire to do. Sometimes you don't feel like being a friend. But you have to make a decision. You don't feel like it. But you have to make a decision. 
Sometimes you don't feel like being a husband. But you have to make a decision to continue to fulfill uh, your role uh, and your obligations. Uh, sometimes, sister girls, uh, you don't always feel like being that wife, uh, but you have to what? Make a decision. Uh, sometimes you don't want to go to work, uh, but you have to make what? A decision. Following the Lord is about getting up every day and making a what? Decision. People who don't follow the Lord anymore, you know what? They stop making the decision. Even when you don't want to make a decision. It's about a decision. Each and every day. You know the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4. Or rather Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. But without faith. All of the scriptures in the Bible are very powerful. All of them are powerful. They're all equal. But this one here, but without faith. I heard an old preacher one time when I was coming up as a boy, he says, you can't even get a cracked smile from God if you don't have no faith. God deals with faith. You have to become a faith walker if you're going to deal with the Lord. Every time, I told you earlier, sometimes you can't trace the hands of God, but you have to trust the hands of God. But without faith, those of you who are still with the Lord, Somebody say, well, preacher, what you mean? We're here. Just because you're here don't mean you're with the Lord. You can be at church, but not in church. You see, you have to make a decision. It's about making a decision. And it's not always easy. But you have to make the decision. Jesus, think he wanted to go to the cross? No. But he made a decision to go to the cross and to die on the cross for the benefit of mankind. Every decision you make, you have to understand it's going to benefit you and benefit the loved ones surrounding you. Every time you make a decision, you're not just making one for yourself. You're making one for everybody that is surrounding you. So here, unpracticed principles will result in dead promises. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Watch the next part. For he that cometh. For he that cometh. You don't come to God one time. That word closes with a T-H. That means there is continuation. You must continue to come to God. In Job chapter 1, it talks about the angelic beings there, how they presented themselves uh, before the Lord. And the Bible says, when they presented themselves uh, before the Lord, Satan came uh, also. I want you to understand, every week, every day, you and I are presenting ourselves uh, to the Lord. Uh, you got to come to God uh, every day of your life. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe. Must believe. Some people stop believing in God. 
That's why they leave the Lord, because they stop believing in God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently, carefully pay attention to those who diligently seek the Lord. You see, it, it, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a one-shot thing and then it's done. You got to keep coming to God in prayer. You got to keep coming to God in study. You got to keep coming to God in worship. You got to keep seeking the Lord because if you don't keep coming, if you don't keep seeking, you will lose your desire for God. But without faith, it's impossible. In the Gospels, there's something uh, Jesus, I'm not sure if he was coming from Bethany, or, but he was coming from another city. He came into the city. There was a fig tree. At a certain time of the year, the fig tree is supposed to bloom. This fig tree caught Jesus' attention. The reason why it caught the Lord's attention, because that tree was an early bloomer. And when Jesus saw the tree, he looked at the tree. The tree was an early bloomer, meaning that if it's an early bloomer, it should have had fruits of figs on the tree. But when Jesus looked at the tree, it only had leaves. In other words, the tree was all leaves and no fruits. There are some people, not here this morning, but other places, are all leaves. You got to keep coming. No, no, you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't hear me. You got to keep coming. Life will get hard sometimes. You, you, you got to keep coming when you don't want to. Life will get hard sometimes. We are living, especially in a pan, especially right now in a pandemic. With everything that is going on, you got to you got to do stuff that you don't even want to do. You got to do stuff where you are uncomfortable doing, but you got to do it because you know it's right to do. And unpracticed principles will result in dead promises. Closing, last point. Last point: straight versus crooked path. Now, God says. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And he shall direct thy paths. Do not get on any road, any course, any path of life without considering the Lord. I'm telling you, there are people who are in the grave. There are people on their deathbed. There are people who are alive and well who can tell you they made a decision, but they didn't consult God first. That's one of the worst things you can do is not talk to God about it before you make the decision. He says, he shall direct your paths. That means that all you've got to do is keep the principles. I mean, that's how I understand it. I don't know how you see it. In all thy ways, 
acknowledge him and he shall. God is saying, I'm going to keep my part if you keep yours. All you have to do is acknowledge me, consult me, consider me, think about me, bring me in the picture, bring me in your decision-making process, and you watch what I'm going to do. If you acknowledge me, if you act on what you know about God, there are some decisions you won't even make. If you act on what you know about God, there are some decisions you're not going to make. Uh, uh, straight versus crooked path. God says, I will direct. God says, and he shall direct. Have you ever seen a, a traffic control guy who you know, directing traffic. If you're going the wrong way, what he does, he holds, he blows the whistle, and he stops you. Huh? He shall direct your paths. See, God is like a spiritual traffic control guide. When you're going in the wrong direction, some of us are hard of hearing. Some of us can't see. God is blowing the whistle. He's telling you you're going in the wrong direction. He, is, he has his hands up. He has to sign up. Stop. But we continue to go in the wrong direction. God says, I shall direct your path. You can walk in God's word or you can walk by this world. You can walk in a straight path or you can walk in a path with a crook. But God says, if you find yourself one day in a dark, dangerous, dead-end street, you can't blame God. He said, now you can get mad, you can get sad, you can say, or have any kind of uh, uh, emotion, but I want you to understand, you cannot blame me because I already spoken, uh, I've already said, uh, if you would acknowledge me, I would direct your path. Coming up as a boy, the old folk used to say, boy, if you make your bed hard, I wish I had a church right there in the corner, right there in the corner. If you make your bed hard, you're going to have to lie in it. And when I was young, young, I couldn't understand. I'm like, what that old lady talking about? She was talking to her son. She would tell him, boy, you make your bed hard. You have to lie in it. The Bible puts it like this. The way of a transgressor is hard. <laughs> the way of a transgressor is hard. God will direct your path. But don't you know you can be a child of God and still be a transgressor? This Bible is not for the sinner man primarily. The Bible is for the child of the living God. This book, as Brother Gathers would say, will guide us 
from earth to glory. This Bible is God's way of giving us direction. Somebody say, I couldn't see God. I, I acknowledge him. I didn't see God. God gave you 66 books. What you talking about, man? I didn't see God. The Bible is the mind of God. And you don't know what's on somebody's mind unless they speak a word. And if you want to know what's on the mind of God, you have to go to the word of the living God. I wish I had a church up in here. This is the mind of God. And if you want to know what's on God's mind, you have to open up the book. Even when you don't want to open it up. I'm a gospel preacher and there are some days uh, I don't want to open up the Bible. But I make myself open up the Bible. When you sick. There are some days you don't want to eat. But then the caretaker who's taking care of you will tell you, honey, baby, eat. You got to eat. I'm talking about if they love you. Say, sweetie, come on now. You're you going to eat now. If they don't care nothing for you, they just let you go on and just bearish away but if they love you come on sweetie come on honey come on son come on come on daughter eat eat just the what we tell them sometimes uh, that they say I, I don't want it they say just eat a little come on somebody come on mamas just eat a little something baby just just eat a little something why because we know the importance of eating to break down and become energy for us y'all the same thing with the word of God when you put it in you, the Holy Spirit will process it and break it down for you. It'll give you spiritual nourishment. You see, that old tree was down there, and that tree was there. It was blooming leaves. It was taking up space, but it wasn't producing fruit. It was taking up water from the ground, but it wasn't producing fruit. It was taking the nourishment from the soil. But it wouldn't put not fruit. What kind of tree are you? What kind of tree are you? <laughs> huh? uh, you got it. That's, that's a personal question. I, I can't answer that for you. What kind of tree are you? You shall know them by the fruits that they bear. I don't care how good you talk. It's not about what you say. It's about what manifests through you. That's why I like Jesus. Jesus just didn't talk to talk. And he walked the walk. Everything he did, everything he said, he backed it up by his what? Life. Even when it wasn't time for him to do something because of his great love for people. He went on and do it. Went to a wedding party one day. Anybody went to a wedding party lately? Oh, you don't want to raise your hand. I know you're not that one. You see? <clears throat> we put the camera on and we might see you up in the crowd. There you go, there you go. Jesus went to a wedding party. And I know some of y'all don't like to go to parties as a Christian, but Jesus did. And he went into Cana of Galilee. And he went there and his mother came to him, like a good mother. She said, son, they're out of wine. Any wine drinkers, don't raise your hand this morning. <laughs> Jesus told him, he said, woman, it's not my time. He says, but whatever you say, it shall be done. Do you love God enough 
to hear him say, whatever the Lord says, I'm going to do it. Do, do you, I mean, do you love the Lord enough to say, whatever he says, I'll do it. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. If there was anything that people would go to hell for, would be that one right there. The Bible says, love your neighbor like you love yourself, brother Tahir. I love myself. You love yourself. But I tell you one thing, do you love your neighbor like you love you? Hmm. Uh, I don't know how the Lord going to deal with that one. And I'll leave that to him however he's going to deal with that one. But it's in his word. Love your neighbor. Church, if we loved our neighbor like we love ourselves, there wouldn't be no neighbor hungry. If we loved our neighbor like we love ourselves, there would be no neighbor homeless. If we loved our neighbor like we love ourselves, there would be no orphanage children on today. When we love everybody else who's not you, like you love yourself. Well, in God we trust. Church, we better put our trust in God. Because putting your trust in man is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Put your trust in the Lord. Hear me and hear me well. Put your trust in the Lord. You better have your trust card with you. I said you better have your trust card with you. I didn't say your trump card. I say your trust card. You better have your trust card with you because there's coming a time you're going to have to pull it out because you're going to need to put it to use. If you are not a child of the living God. You come by hearing his word, by believing the same, by repenting, by changing my mind, which leads to a change in my behavior. Confess that Jesus is the son of the living God. Put him on in water baptism for the remission of sins. Can you remember when you got baptized? All your sins were washed away. The blood of Christ will wash it away. I hope and pray that somebody will say today is my day. We'll baptize you today for the remission of your sins. You'll become a member of the Lord's church. And it'll be your job to continue to grow. Continue to allow the Holy Spirit to mature you. That you can make mature decisions. If you stand in need of prayer. Whether you're here today. You can stand, remain standing. Or if you're online, you can text your prayer requests at this time and we will pray for you if that's your desire as our song leader will come if that's your desire on today as together we stand and together we sing why don't you come why don't you come